<laughs> Welcome back to Devil's Avocado. Thank you. This is a podcast. I work here. <laughs> you do work here. You work very hard, Claire. I'm Lisa. Hello. Um, and we're back to chat about, you know, all things that happen in your life after a certain age, sort of 45 plus-ish. Yes. So we're going to talk about going on holiday with your family as an adult. Yes. We're going to talk about Nicole Kidman's hair. Gosh. Um, and we're also going to ask... If you've ever forgotten to get dressed in the morning, mm-hmm. I don't so know what you're we'll talking come to about. That later. <laughs> First up, I recently went on a holiday mm-hmm. with my entire family. You are an insane an person. Insane, I know. So it was um, my mother's 80th. She came over from England with my biggest sister. When you say biggest, oldest, right? Um, or eldest, I'm never quite sure whether it's eldest or oldest, but anyway, let's go with eldest, I think it is. Um, and then my middle sister, and then various partners and kids and friends. Um, and it was meant to be this lovely sort of bonding family time that we would probably never get together again or be quite hard to because um, as sisters, we haven't all been together for six years, actually. Wow. We're on different continents. Yeah, right. So we see each other, but usually separately. Um, so it was and, and that always, and it's probably wiser, is it? As it well, turns out? as we now know, <laughs> that's probably you know the universe has set that up for a reason because it was a little bit disastrous. Oh no! Um, it's just hard, I think, spending time with your family as an adult. Yeah, you're not used to being together, and and you're you're all grown ups now, allegedly, but then. You know, and we all have jobs and we live our lives and, you know... You get set in your own ways. get set in your own ways and then you get back with your family and it all just goes to shit, really, doesn't it? (laughs) There's a word for it, though. You used a great word for it. It's called revertigo. Right. Which is, as you said the other day, a play on the word vertigo. A play on the word vertigo, (laughs) but it's revertigo. Right, because you're reverting. Reverting to your... um, your, dy- your childhood dynamic yeah. of where you are in the family and yeah. how you behave in the mm-hmm, family. I hear you. Mm. So I'm the youngest yes. by a few years. Um, so I sort of revert to that youngest child <laughs> role. You know, and growing up, my sisters would always say to me, oh, God, she's so precocious and she's so spoilt. And that's basically what they were saying to me now as no. well, you know, even though I'm 46... I'm still a precocious, spoilt brat, apparently. Hmm. Um, Who'd have thunk it? <laughs> um, and there was there was a few scenes and just, yeah, I, I'm not sure it's the best idea to sort of hang out together as adults, as a family. No. Well, I mean, they do in other cultures. Well, lots of cultures do. I mean, lots of cultures you stay together your entire life, don't mm. you? Like, I mean, I've been to Bali a few times and you go to those... Those compounds, family yeah. compounds, and all generations live there together. Mm. And I think that's quite lovely, actually. It is, but not for your culture. Not for me and my culture. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I um, I know exactly what you're talking about. My brother and I, he's two and a half years younger than me. It's just us two. But whenever we go home, exactly the same thing ensues. One of us will get one couch, one of us will get the other couch. We'll fight over which couch that is. Um, so yeah. how old are you both? <laughs> now, yeah, I'm 15. He's 47. Right. Um, uh, we're probably not really fight. I mean, areas. I don't know if we actually fight, no. but we. But the there's the the exact the dynamic is the yeah. same. You know, like one, it will just lie there, and then 
one of us will have to help mum with something and it will be like a kind of race to see who doesn't do it and then you just end up in your head, you're back in bloody Ravenhill Road, Taramara, picking up dog poo out of the garden or whatever. You know, like it just, there's no, it just... There's you're just straight back Your there. relationship never changes. No. And he's wiser and smarter than me in many ways and he's also much more... Um, uh, normal than me in that he's got a you know he got married he's got kids he's had a very big career progression. Is he better at the adulting than you? Look, I th- I think he is, but then I think I'm pretty good at adulting. I'm just not good at adulting in the same way. In the same way, yeah. Like I can get myself around Europe by myself, no problems, and yes. I can you know I can. How's your super though? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're suggesting. <laughs> I'm not well. That kind of stuff. I pop, yes, he's yeah. a lot better. He's got. He's, he would have saved some money and have it in some portfolios. Yes. And I don't even know what a portfolio is, no. other than something that you put something. I've in. got a portfolio, but it's actually got um... <laughs> sliding plastic <laughs> sheets in it. Yeah, I put bits of work in. It. Yeah, that's what got my recipes. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm not. He's yeah. He'd have. He's got money and he and he does things like upgrade his car every yes. couple of years. And... So he's quite sensible. Yes. Yeah. My sister accused me on holiday of um, judging her parenting. Oh, and did you? Yeah, I did. <laughs> was she all sorry? She'll be right. And, yeah, oh. she was right. I was judging her parenting. Um, well, it's hard though, isn't it, when you're in a situation where you're all together all the time? Yeah. And if you don't agree with it. Yeah, but I mean, you you shouldn't really judge. I don't like judging other people. Or no. Actually, I do like... I quite enjoy judging other people, but I don't do it to their faces. <laughs> you do I, it to me. I do it to you by text. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I would never want to hurt someone no. by being judgmental. Another bone of contention on our holiday was... Um, it was... The point was raised that because me and my husband don't have children mm. and both work mm. um, and have you know, a house in Sydney, that we should pay more towards the family holiday than the other people. Oh, yes, I don't know what to think about that. I wasn't very happy about it. No. I thought it was a bit much. I I have another friend. Yes. (laughs) Yes, I do, it's true. (laughs) And she often will pay more and will pay for the family to come out and things like that, like come and stay because she earns more money than they do. Right. And I don't know how I feel about that. Although sometimes I make my brother pay for my mum to go to Melbourne, for example. But that's different. Paying for, the, <laughs> paying for your mother is different to... I Just think paying, paying, for, for, paying for mothers is different. Yes. Um, I actually did some Googling after that happened because I was mm. actually really shocked. Um, because apart from anything else, we are really quite generous. And so I thought we'd been generous over the years because we love our family and mm. we like treating people and what have you. Um, and the other thing is, as well, is that we both lost our jobs 18 months ago. So after that, we had to really look at how we lived yeah, and how we spent our course. money. And um, so I was a bit taken aback. And so I Googled it, like, should you pay more for the family holiday if you have, you know, earned more? And it was all quite interesting. I read quite a lot of psychology reports about it. And it was basically, um, no, not if you don't want to. <laughs> Or, or yes, if you want to. Right, but you don't but have to. There's no, there's to. no moral obligation. No, or, or there's no moral ethical. obligation. But there were a lot of people sort of saying, "I'm a lawyer. I earn loads of money. My brothers and sisters work in, you know, a factory. Mm. I would always." If, yeah, I mean, if I had a million dollars just sitting in there, you know, every couple of weeks, 
earning interest. Mm. And my mum wanted to go on holiday to Bali. I'd probably buy her a Bali holiday. Yeah. Of course. But yeah, but I don't think people sort of... Well, certainly we don't have that kind of money. No, we don't well. have that kind of money at all. No. So, And also I think the other thing is people make assumptions, especially when you don't have kids, about how much money you've got. But they don't know what your... Um, what your situation is with other people in the family and how, or friends, yeah. or I just think it's dangerous to make assumptions about finances when you don't know all the facts. Yeah, it's one of those. It's a very dodgy subject to bring up as well, isn't, isn't it? it? Things, like, things you money. shouldn't talk about. Yeah. Well, oh. that leads us into um, something else. I don't think you should talk about. <laughs> okay, I'm probably going to talk about it now. Yeah. <laughs> it's Nicole Kidman's hair, right? Because. There's been a couple of situations now where she's been asked about the wigs she wears in films and she's shut it down. She doesn't want to talk about the wigs. Right. For whatever reason. And I just think, stop asking her about wigs because I think hair is so So you think there's more to this than just... uh, like she doesn't talk about it because actually the reason she wears wigs is because she might need to wear a wig. Maybe, who yeah. knows? But we shouldn't. We, we shouldn't, shouldn't be that interested. We shouldn't we care shouldn't so much. We shouldn't be that interested. And if I think, and I also think, if somebody has said, made it quite clear they're not comfortable about talking yes. about something, don't keep asking them. Just because she's famous. Just because she's famous. Mm, yeah, I understand. You know, and I think the whole thing about hair, for women and men. You know, it, it, it's literally, they call it your, cla- your crowning glory. <laughs> your clowning clowning glory. gory. Clowning glory. <laughs> um, you know, it's a very personal thing, and I, and I don't think you should sort of be pointing out when people wear wigs or don't wear wigs or... No, or losing your hair. Losing your hair. I mean, I feel like there's bits of my hair, like I'm getting a bit thinning in, in areas well, that's too. An age it's an age thing, and also because I pull my hair back all the time, right. I dye my hair, and right. I put treatment like you know straightening things yeah. in it i mean i've got no hope really no hope of having a full head of hair and my it, entire and life well but at that point if you are then wearing a wig you don't want people going pointing yeah, a wig yeah you're wearing a wig no or, you don't do you, you don't no do you think you'll ever cut your hair short into a nice no. grey helmet no <laughs> not with that description i won't no as like last week's podcast i'm talking about going to miller's and having your hair i mean having your clothes suddenly change yeah. to old people i just don't think i could do the old people haircut either and i don't know how what, where why that do they, why it's is upkeep it isn't upkeep. it it's, it's just for it's convenient you don't and have is to is it because gray hair is more wiry i guess so but so like when you're old nice you can't long. blow dry if you're stiff and old right. you can't really blow dry long long yes. hair okay. um you know it's just easier I you mean, can set it on judy dench <laughs> it does look good on Judy Dench. It does, it does. Yes, yeah. She has a lovely pixie face, though, doesn't she? Yeah. I, yeah. I just, I feel like I've never been a short hair person. I'm not going to suddenly become one just because it's easier for me to look after. Yeah. I wear my hair up anyway most of the time, and I can wear grey hair up as... But then again, judging by how I feel about grey hair now, I might be able to have black hair my entire... I might be, like, 90 with black, dyed black hair. Would that be weird? Look, I, I probably will say something to you at some point <laughs> if you've got this jet black hair at ninety. Yeah, it'd be quite cool. I might, um, I might have a quiet word. Okay. Because it can look a bit jarring, can't it? Yes. Well, maybe I'll go blonder. Maybe blonder. I don't know. Just do what you like, really. Okay. It? Yeah, but I don't think I'll ever have that. Um, the bob. Well, you know, no, I won't have the bob. I can't. My hair's curly. I can't have a bob anyway. I'd quite like to have the bob. Would you? Yeah, the grey bob. 
I don't know. I can't even imagine it. No. It feels like a long way off. But I, I have a few grey hairs, but I, they're few enough that I can just pluck them out. I remember when you didn't have any. <laughs> yes. Don't we all? I still, I mean, I don't dye my hair. No, you're great. No. Depressing. All right, let's talk about something else. Let's talk about death. (laughs) So, Culture Club. Da-da-da. Here we are. This is cool. There's the paper. Paper turning over. What are we talking about in Culture Club? Well, it's about death, really. Um, I've been watching Afterlife, which is the um, Ricky Gervais series on on Netflix. Netflix. He's He's just about to start writing series two. Of Afterlife. Of Afterlife. Are you a Ricky Gervais fan of um, Look, I am. I love him. I don't like him on um, stand-up. I find him really angry, and I don't like angry comedians generally. Um, I loved extras. I, lo- I do know I do love him. Um, but did you I, like Derek? No, I wasn't a big fan no, of Derek. I could watch one. I found Derek too hard to watch because... Of the pathos. I yes. can't cope sometimes with Ricky Gervais's pathos. Yes. Well, this is pathotic. Is it? Pathetic. <laughs> I don't know. Full of pathos. Full of pathos. But it's just, it's so lovely. What's it it's about a man who's lost his wife. It doesn't sound lovely when you, when you talk about it. So his wife's died of cancer and she's left him a video. Um, and he watches it endlessly, and it just... Um, he's very, very angry that she's died. He can't see a future for himself. He wants to commit suicide because he wants to be with her, and he's letting everything in his life, from his work to his friendships to his poor dog, everything just suffer because of his terrible grief. Um, and you basically journey with him through that grief until he reaches a point where he doesn't feel so angry anymore, I right. guess. And But it's just... Um, so there's some of the anger there, which is the bit I don't like about Ricky Gervais. Yeah. But the, the the sadness and the... He just gets it so spot on about what grief is like and how angry you are. And it's just... There's some just beautiful moments where he's interacting with people who are just doing very small things that annoy him, that are just yeah. genius. <laughs> it's just, like, beautiful little uh, moments. Yeah, of this man's life. life. And he meets this old lady who um, whose husband has just died and she goes and sits at the graveside every day and talks to her husband, Stan, as if he's still alive and he starts talking to them. And you can just see him starting to kind of warm up to life. Yeah. Um, and it's beautiful. It's just a beautiful series. Okay. Beautifully done. All right, well, I'm going to check that out. Please do. I've actually just read one of his partner's books mm. but I can't remember the name of it oh. his, partner, his partner's <laughs> called Jane Fallon right um and she is a tv producer but she also writes really great here's some paper um, <laughs> what I would call I don't want to call it chick lit because I think that sort of puts it down but she writes really good female-based books um which are you know when you just want to read that's easy mm-hmm. um but they're quite intelligent as well and they're quite perceptive about female relationships and quite often there's an element of um revenge in her books Ooh. and i don't mind a bit of revenge yeah you've got you a know. nasty streak do you nasty. oh yeah <laughs> oh i can harbor a grudge like nobody's business um so if you want some books jane fallon i right. really recommend okay really, she'd be really good to read on a plane right or by the pool or yeah, just right. nice. In a holiday setting. Yeah. I um, can't read a couple, though. Oh, yeah. Like... Well, and all they've got is dogs and cats and they don't, they don't have any children. Oh, no, they've only got cats. They've but they love one, dogs. One cat. One cat. Mm. Sorry. Uh, I know too much the about pets them. Wrong. <laughs> um, they love dogs, 
but Ricky, um, I was watching an interview and he was saying how because he's famous, he can go to the park and talk to everyone about their dogs and everyone talks to him because he's famous about their dogs. And I was like, well, no, because I can go down to any park in Sydney. I talk to dogs all the time. I don't have a dog, but I'm obsessed with dogs. And I go down to the park and talk to everyone about their dogs and they talk to me and I'm not famous. Mm. So I Take that, he, Ricky. Yeah, take that. I think he's got the wrong end of the stick there. <laughs> <laughs> the fetching stick. Yeah, it's fished the wrong end of the stick. <laughs> Should we do our next ring? Yes, it's called What Aches Now? What Aches Now? Um, but this week we're going to talk about... Over, well, is, is it oversharing or is it just sharing? I think it's both. Okay. <laughs> Sorry to say. All right. I think... There's something about second-hand aches. So it's like sharing your medical condition yes. on social media yes. or amongst your work colleagues. Is people it always a good idea? A hospital selfie these days. Have you noticed? <laughs> people are always taking selfies of themselves in hospitals in drips and stuff. Yeah, and it's always... Did you ever do that? I did once. Oh, did you? But it was... What was it? Um, it was because I had a colonoscopy. <laughs> <laughs> so what so it was, that was a health warning to everybody. Oh, so what no. did you put up? I just put a photo of myself in my, in my... Only to show how ridiculous I looked in my in my um, hat thing that they put right. on me. But, um, Did I'm you a, say in the, like, hashtag colonoscopy, hashtag... Get yourself checked. Get yourself checked. Get a or, finger up there. Uh, yeah, no. Up hashtag up your bum. <laughs> no, I didn't, but I would wish I'd thought no. of it. Um, but so no. you didn't actually share that you were having a colonoscopy? Um, and did I you think do I it did. so that everyone went, you're right, babes, you're all right? <laughs> I didn't, maybe, maybe I did. That's a bit, it's very confronting going into hospital. You told me a good story about your ailment. Yes, I mean, I am of the opinion that I sort of share stuff because I think it helps other people. I don't think you need to be too coy. Be be coy if you want to. But, you know, I had to have a couple of days off work (laughs) about a year and a half ago because I was really, really constipated. Mm, And... It was horrendous, like, just... The pain. The pain and the, just the whole scenario and the whole situation. Um, so when I went back to work, I told everyone, I said, oh, I was so constipated, I couldn't come to work. And then everyone opened up about their poopy problems. <laughs> People love talking about pooping, don't they? Oh, yes. Um, and then we started talking about pooping stools... Not actually, literally. <laughs> pooping. Not the... <laughs> things that you sit on that help you to put, yeah, poop. You put your legs yes, on. Yes, because you're supposed to have your legs raised. Legs raised, and then we went into it. Yeah, and everyone was, you know, quite open about um, pooping and, and constipation and right. all that kind of thing. But I don't have a problem with sharing stuff because I think knowledge is power. <laughs> also... Yeah. It does make you feel better when someone else goes, oh, I've had that too, or I've done that too. Yeah. Like, if you... Um, if you say, oh, I've got a terrible... Well, like a UTI, for example. Yeah. Then everyone can go, oh, you know what works for me is yeah. blah de blah Nothing works for them, though, does it? No, there's... Um, I took something <laughs> when I had one. <laughs> it was amazing. I can't remember what it's called now, but I'll, I'll find out. Okay. Until um, next time. Until you next time. And what caused your constipation? Well, it, I've had it twice now. Oh. And both times I traced it back <laughs> to almonds. Oh. Because you know how everyone, when you, all your magazines and all your advice, they all say, for a healthy snack, <laughs> eat ten almonds. And then you never eat ten almonds, you eat a hundred almonds. Yeah, well, that's it. I think that's... Um, and it just does something to me, I don't know. It must just, they must just suck all the moisture out of my... My... <laughs> bowel? <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm, you know. I'm not very biologically um, informed. Anyway... 
almonds, right. I reckon, was what did it for me. Right. So I actually haven't touched an almond since. Wow. Do not put an almond in front of me because... You never get work. it back. Devil's work. <laughs> All right, well, moving on from... Move on. Let's move on from that. What about... Can I just go back, though, oh. to... You know how everyone's obsessed with pooping, right? Well, this is my theory. Yeah. What about when you get those charts... Oh, yeah, it tells you the healthy poos. And it's all in chocolate bars. Oh, I haven't seen the chocolate bar one. Oh, yeah, so, like... If um, it's a picnic, it's not... If it looks like Maltesers, it's this. Or, yeah, so they do it in terms of chocolate bars. What's the healthy one? Mars bar? Um, Milky Way. (laughs) (laughs) Not not a picnic. Um, What about Curly (laughs) Whirly? It's not, yeah, it's not a picnic or anything. Maybe Twix, maybe one stick of Twix. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's move on. Um, something else totally stupid. Have you ever gone out the house mm. and forgotten to get dressed? No, but I always think I have. Right. It's a weird thing that happens with me. Do you want me to carry on? Yeah, go on, talk me through it. Sometimes I get up, right, and I go to the park quite early in the yeah. morning for you a love walk. Going to the park. Yeah. And sometimes I'll be out of the house and I'll have to stop and kind of pat every part of my body to make sure it's clothed because I can't work out, I can't remember if I got dressed. Or it's like there could be a chance that part of me hasn't got anything on. Like you could have gone out without your T-shirt on. Yeah, like I could have And is that a real risk or is that just... No, I don't think it's a risk necessarily. Well, it's the same... I think it's the same part of the brain that sometimes you drive somewhere and you can't really remember getting there. Yes. It's that part of the brain because it's a habit and it's such a formed habit that and you do it without thinking you know sometimes when i'm driving (laughs) and i've always done this if i see someone in my car driving you think it could be you i go oh there's lisa oh yeah i do that do you sometimes i think wouldn't it be weird if it was me (gasps) yes and then my brain explodes yeah yeah okay now I'm not a complete lunatic. Well, then. don't know. Um, I went to Coles a couple of weeks ago. My husband went away for the weekend, well, the night, and I went to Coles on my own, and I realised I had my shirt on inside out. Mm. But that's just regular, just daftness, isn't it? Well, I think it's all the same thing. It's just you just. It's almost like you just do things. You don't really think about what you're doing. You do without thinking. And then it's only later yeah. that you realise, a, you're not wearing any pants, or b, your t-shirt's <laughs> on inside out. It's a really weird it's very weird and I'd be like um, it's a bit out of body isn't it it is it's very out of body and it's probably not safe really I shouldn't be driving if that's it I mean imagine if I was driving myself to the park (laughs) I wasn't wearing any clothes and I don't know how I got there (laughs) you got there naked which which brings us to the um, to this other conversation I wanted to have today about um, where my mum lives it's an over 55's living place yeah but your mum how old's your mum well she's 75 okay but what I'm thinking is I'm 50 yeah. One this year, fifty-one yeah. this year, which means I'm not long off. Four years off, having to move in. Well, you have to. It's a choice. <laughs> I just don't think that I could do that at over fifty-five. I mean, maybe no. over sixty-five or over seventy-five, but not over fifty-five. No. Why has that come from that maths? Do you think? Well, I would think it's probably back in the day people retired at fifty, didn't they, and then died at seventy-five, maybe. Right. So. Over 55, you were, like, literally the last decades of your life. Spend driving in the golf buggy around. Whereas now, you know, over 55 is still young, isn't it? Well, I would hope so, <laughs> otherwise it's really depressing. Yeah. I just don't know that I'd want to live. I mean, 
you know, I guess the reason my mum moved in there was not because she can't look after herself. She's not in a retirement home. She's in over 55 living. It's basically just an apartment building that she yeah. lives in. And there's just... There's, and there's, why did she move in there? Because um, my dad um, was sick and yeah. there just was meant there was a bit more medical care close yeah. by. Um, so it was practical. It was practical. They could also downsize from their house yeah. um, and it wasn't too expensive. Um, it Is was, she... Because your dad's not with us anymore, no. is he? So is she glad that she's there now? Yeah, she's got lots of good friends there. Yeah. Um, and it is, um, you know, there is a sense of it's a bit safer. Like if, you know, I mean, gosh, people burn their taste all the time in there and, you know, the fire brigade are always there. So <laughs> there's a lot of people keeping eyes on, yeah. on you, if not particularly on you, but on the place itself. Um, and, you know, they've got beautiful gardens and... Um, to be fair, if you're in her apartment, you wouldn't know that you're in one yeah. of those places. But I don't see many 55-year-olds walking around no. there uh, of our ilk, you know. Like, I don't see people who I would go, oh, yeah, no. that's like someone I went to school with. Like that, that would never happen. They're all way in their 70s, probably. I quite like the idea, though, of, um, like, in my 70s, being in a, a, com- a, a, commune. a commune with my <laughs> oldest best mate. Well, that would be fun. How fun would that yeah, be? Yeah, that would be fun. I mean, I get, and a couple of people that she knew outside of the place have moved in since. Yeah. So she has got other friends now that have moved in. And that's nice. There is a real sense of community. I just don't know whether I want that sense of community at 55. No, I still I, want to have a of course, no. I mean, 55 life. now is... 55 now is so different to what 55 was. Well, I think they should rebrand. They should rebrand it. What, over 65? Over 65. Over 75, I reckon. Over 70. Over 70s. Yeah. Also, but then it also sounds a little bit swingersy somehow. Over, over 55. does. No, over 55 over. does. Just like that kind of way you can come in. Well, you never know. Ooh. Maybe that's why they all move there. <laughs> but I mean, age, how we age is so different to how our parents aged, isn't it? Yeah, it's and, and again how different they age to how their parents yeah. age. Like, it changes every... must yeah. change every generation, but... You know, I mean, I'm just going to sit around and watch Netflix. Yes, well, you could do that in over 55s. Yeah, but I'm not I'm not quite there yet. Oh, OK. But... <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't trying to check you in. Oh. I've got Come nine there. years to go, actually, oh, until I'm over 55s. But Hubby hasn't. Hubby's got three years to go. Well, I mean, maybe he's going to just get moved in. And the other thing is, he can move. he can move in... And I, I, I would be allowed to move in. You only have to have one of you over 55. Right. Imagine so, if you marry someone in their 20s and then, like, you know, oh. not that I'm suggesting you'll split up, but you know what I mean. Well, and then you'd be 20 and living on an over 55s. <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting... I mean, they'll have to rebrand it because, you know, my sister's 50, same as Timmy, 52, 53. And, they're, like, she's the coolest, smartest woman around. Yeah. Like, she's never going to... But then it, it doesn't presuppose that you don't you're not cool or smart. You just you you'd have to want it, I guess. I think if it was there's one in that I've looked at for my mum, which is down in Berry, which is like an eco really eco credentials, and I can sort of understand that you might want to go and live. There's a bit of that going on, isn't yeah. there? People going to live in sort of environmentally sustainable communities. I sort of understand that. Yeah. But I don't want to do it. I don't really like people either. <laughs> no, there is that. There yeah. is that. You have what... Um, which brings us to our final point for oh, the yes. day, actually, which yeah. is very nicely tied in. Having a fear... Um, the FOMO. And, what's that? What's FOMO, remind me. Fear of missing out. That's right. Um, you don't have that, though, do you? You have the opposite to that. I have... Um, <laughs> phobie. 
Which is? Fear of being invited. I think it was the great Robbie Williams <laughs> who said... <laughs> Mr R. Williams is quiet. ..that he um, spent years going out to find someone to stay in with. Yes. So I have been... I have partied hard, long and hard, and I did for many, many, many years in London and Sydney, um, and I was out a lot... And now I'm never happier than when I'm just pootling around at home. Mm. And then if people invite me out, I'm filled with fear. <laughs> I'm like, oh, God, do I have to go? I'm like, please don't stop inviting me. I actually really <laughs> like people, really. But it's like, oh, God, do I have to go? And, and usually, if it, you know, I have a nice time, mm. of course. I have mm. a nice time once I'm there. But it's just that thought of... You know, having to leave your ha- get dressed. Yeah, okay. well, get yeah, because we all know how dangerous and fraught that <laughs> Maybe can be. Maybe drive. <laughs> Goes, you know, even the thought for me of like leaving my suburb, yeah. having to schlep across the city. I can do it if I am at work yeah. and someone says, "Do you want to drink after work?" And it's like, yeah. "I'll meet you in half an hour." Yeah, and it's on. It's a slow process to get home. Yeah, <laughs> and it just means I'm a bit, be a bit later. But to go home first, no, no way. If I go home yeah. first, I'm not leaving again. I mean, people people who know me laugh because they, they know me quite well now. It's like, they know I don't go out on a Sunday night because Sunday night for me is like making a nice dinner and getting ready for the week ahead. Yeah. They know I don't go out on a Monday night because who the fuck goes out on a Monday night? <laughs> Occasionally I will go out on a Tuesday night. When Tuesday and Wednesday nights, occasionally I will go out. Thursday night... I do go out, but it's very local. Hmm. So I go to local. That's what you say you go out three nights a week, which sounds like you go out quite a lot. Yeah, okay. But Saturday, I mean, I hate going out on Saturday. Yeah, nights weekends now. have become very much at yeah. home for us as well. Because I like that thing of of having that whole Saturday to like not having to deal with anyone, and then Saturday nights. Saturday night at home is the best, isn't it? It is. It's like New Year's Eve at home. Yeah. Do you do that? Oh, I don't like New Year's Eve. No. I used to do this thing, I, and I still do it, actually. If I go, when I'm going out, I walk through the streets and I look in at people who are at home with their lights on and mm. whatever, and I'm jealous of them. Mm. i like, oh, I wish I was in my... I wish I was in your home. <laughs> I, wish I, I wish I was in your car. Yeah. yeah. So, but at the same time, my friendships and relationships are really, really important to me. So... I would hate for them to fall by the wayside. Yeah, so you do have to force yourself to go out. Yeah, you But once to. you're there, you have a nice time. Yeah. Why is that bird making that noise? Um, That's a... It's yeah. <laughs> good. Obviously agreeing with me. Yes. <laughs> All right, well, thank you. Thank you. And uh, we'll see you again next week. Okay, come on. For more fun and frolics. I wonder oh. what we'll talk about then. Oh, I can't wait. I don't know. My knee's hurting, so we'll probably talk about that. Let's talk about that. <laughs>